Welcome to Threads of Enlightenment, your journey into personal growth. The splendor of any decision is after you've made it, all that remains to be seen are its consequences. My name is Ken Primus. I am your host. Here at Threads of Enlightenment, we talk about the principles of self-development and personal growth. By having conversation with people, who have walked through their journey of personal growth. We believe that everyone at some point in their life will have to deal with one or more of these principles to have the privilege of focusing on their self-development as humans. These principles, when applied, can help you to become the best self possible. Welcome to Threads of Enlightenment, your journey into personal growth. The splendor of any decision is after you've made it, all that remains to be seen are its consequences. My name is Ken Primus, I am your host. Here at Threads of Enlightenment, we talk about the principles of self-development and personal growth. By having conversation with people, who have walked through their journey of personal growth. We believe that everyone at some point in their life will have to deal with one or more of these principles to have the privilege of focusing on their self-development as humans. These principles, when applied, can help you to become the best self possible. Welcome to another episode of Threads of Enlightenment. Uh, we have a wonderful guest, and I, I always say all of our guests are wonderful because they have come to spend time with us and to share their story, to open themselves and their heart to us. And it is our responsibility to become caretakers of their story and to cherish it and to use it to enlist uh, ourselves so that we can become better human spirits. Ray, I want to thank you for coming to Threads of Enlightenment. Um, come talk to us. Let us get to know who you are and tell us today what you have created so far. Hello. I am now a personal transformation coach. Nice. And people always ask me, what is that? And I say, I help people to change their mm -hmm. mind. So it's... It's really been exciting because 30, see me, 30 years ago, 35 years ago, I started out as an electrical contractor. Mm -hmm. And later on, I went about 16 years ago, I got into building mm -hmm. signs. And three years ago, I started my coaching company nice. because I love, love, love to help people. And I realized this is what I want to do with the rest of my life is I want to help people to improve their lives and to become more, to become nice. better. So started all three companies from wow. scratch. And so it's been an exciting mm -hmm. journey. And I'm super excited. I just released my first Congratulations. book called Daddy, Why Don't You Love Me? <laughs> Congratulations. A Father's Blessing mm -hmm. to a Son. Another book, A Father's Blessing to mm -hmm. a Daughter. 
healing the wounds of the absent and abusive wow. fathers. Wow. So it's been exciting. It's been an awesome journey. Excellent. Excellent. So you are an author. Uh, you are one that teaches people about transforming their lives. So what we want to know, Ray, is how did you transfer transfer your life? How did you change? Uh, you mentioned that you are uh, you study electrical uh, electronics. So I assume then you were an electrician when you get out of school and uh, work from there. Or how did that progress? Did you were you always an electrician as far as school training was, or or how did you get into that profession? I, to be honest, I literally dropped out of uh -huh. eighth grade. Uh, my highest education is an eighth grade mm -hmm. education. A lot of things I learned was just hands-on experience. Literally everything I learned was hands-on experience. Mm -hmm. So as I worked for an electrical contractor for a number of years, then I went and started my mm -hmm. own business. And as I was getting around a group of guys that were sign builders, I'm like, you guys are having way too much fun and making money doing it. I said, I want to do that. So again, I pretty much self-taught mm -hmm. in the electrical field, in the uh, sign yeah. building. Did that for about 16 oh. years and self-taught into mm -hmm. coaching because I was looking for answers that I wasn't okay. getting for my personal mm -hmm. life. I, um, I, I struggled through two major mm -hmm. depressions. Seven years ago, I was five minutes away from suicide. Wow. And I, I knew there had to be mm -hmm. more that I wasn't understanding or the, at least the circle of influence that I was in wasn't teaching mm -hmm. me. So interestingly enough, um, I grew up in a conservative Mennonite mm -hmm. home. And they were very sheltered and didn't really allow a lot of outside influence. Very afraid of anything that uh, that they didn't already mm -hmm. understand. They, they just yeah, shunned it. Yeah. <laughs> they learned like, oh, that's yeah. no good because <laughs> they didn't know anything mm -hmm. about it. So it's easier to throw it away than it is to try and unpack it and trying to find the truth yes, that are in yes. it. So growing up with that mindset, I was really struggling. I'm like, there has to be more. There has to be more. And after just a lot of study, I'm saying the Holy mm -hmm. Spirit, Google and YouTube yeah. are what literally led me into incredible transformation techniques that we yeah. use today. Wow. Wow. So here you are and uh, you came into, you left high school, you came into the uh, profession of electrician, and then you, you moved forward to the sign um, uh, uh, business, and you are looking at yourself and going, there must be more. And so you are, you have this inquisitive spirit about uh, learning and finding out uh, what is out there as far as more. So, when you begin that inquisitive uh, beginning and uh, you're looking at yourself, what were some of the things that you noticed within yourself, Ray, that you said, you know, I need to start working or uh, learning how to manage, how to deal with those type things? Uh, some of us, uh, it was anger. Some of us was uh, trauma from childhood, uh, all these other things 
that are there to form us. What were some of those things that you mentioned, the depression and stuff like that? What are some of those things that led you down that road? That's a great question. Because if you really unpack what I call your owner's mm -hmm. manual, meaning is how does your brain and your body and your spirit work together and against mm -hmm. each other? So literally everything in life is run through your emotional calculator. Mm -hmm. And as I look back today, back over my 60 years of life, I realize every single time that I got into trouble or I went sideways, it was a emotional decision. Mm -hmm. It was the lack of an emotional understanding. Mm -hmm. So it's really important to understand the difference between IQ, intellectual intelligence, and EQ, mm -hmm. emotional mm -hmm. intelligence. IQ or your intellectual intelligence is, is your ability to recall and understand information and put things mm -hmm. together. Your emotional awareness is so finicky. It can go as high as, your brain can go as high as processing 720 bits of data to as low as 20 bits wow. of data. And that can happen in a nanosecond. Mm. Now, your intellectual intelligence doesn't mm -hmm. change unless you have a dramatic brain mm -hmm. injury. And then you're going to lose some of what we call your mm -hmm. IQ. Your EQ, it fluctuates in a, literally at the speed wow. of light. From uh, So you could say somebody's really happy-go-lucky mm -hmm. and you give them some really bad news and just bam, that mm -hmm. quick, they are just down mm -hmm. and out. I call it the Elijah mm -hmm. syndrome is, uh, you know, Prophet Elijah went up Mount Carmel, calls down fire mm -hmm. from heaven, <laughs> eliminates the prophets of Baal, gets a text message from yep. Jezebel. I'm going to kill you. And He's like, ah! <laughs> he freaks out right into the desert. Yeah. So let's unpack that a little bit because this is really critical. And we have the same mm -hmm. problem. We have the same problem. We can be going on this really high and things are going well, but we don't live yeah. there. We don't live on the mountaintops. Yeah. There is no, uh, how did Lance Juan Al say that? There's no significant vegetation on mm -hmm. the mountaintop. You can't yeah. live uh -huh. there. It's like we, we, we want to mm -hmm. live there, but we yeah. can't. So inevitably we're going to come down from mm -hmm. the mountain. Is If we're not ready and preparing ourselves that we're going to come down from that yeah. high, we're going to hit yeah. a low. So if we could unpack Elijah's experience, and this is just my mm -hmm. opinion. Elijah walks up in the mountain, starts taunting the prophets of Baal. And there's probably a couple of days of him taunting mm -hmm. them. And so he's getting worked into this spiritual yeah, high, yeah. emotional spiritual high. Goes down to fire from heaven, eliminates the prophets. Now, you can imagine from the time... The messenger went from Mount Carmel to Jezebel and mm -hmm. returned could have been three mm -hmm. to five days. So what happens in the meantime to Elijah? And we got to look strictly at what's happening in his yeah. mind, in his emotions. So here he, he was in his incredible high. He accomplished his incredible feat. And now he's kind of walking around. Mm -hmm. What do I do? What's mm -hmm. happening? What's happening yeah. next? Eh, nothing much. You know, who yeah. am I? Ah, wow, I made this incredible thing. Now, everybody's like, wow, Elijah. Yeah, yeah. And now nobody's saying anything, and I'm by myself, and they're all going mm -hmm. back to work. Here I am. Now yeah. what do I do? And then three days 
Five days later, he gets this mm-hmm. message. I'm yeah. going to kill you. What happened in his yeah. brain? Now, Chris Voss says, we will fall to our highest level of preparedness. This yeah. is critical. What was Elijah's highest level of preparedness? Mm. He, When he got that message, he didn't say, oh, no, yeah. Jezebel, I'm coming after yeah, you yeah. next. He went into an emotional mm-hmm. low to as low as where he was prepared mm-hmm. for. He ran into the mm-hmm. desert and said, God, curse the damn born. Basically, yeah. he killed him. <laughs> now, what was interesting about this is what I find super fascinating is God did not say, come on, put on your big boy pants, come and, you know, yeah. come and do my yeah, work. Yeah. Already, you know what to mm-hmm. do. Stop moping. Get yeah. over it. God didn't mm-hmm. say that. Why? Because God could not change yeah. his mind. Yeah. <laughs> the angel came to him. The angel didn't say, come on, ah, come on, yeah. Elijah, you know better. You've done all these amazing things. You know who you yeah. are. You know I got mm-hmm. your back. You know he's got your back. You got yeah. all this. No, the angel mm-hmm. didn't. Mm-hmm. Why? Because Elijah had to be transformed by the renewing of yeah. his own mind. Yeah. He had to make the mm-hmm. choice to do the yeah, right thing. Yeah. Wow. When we don't choose to think rightly, mm-hmm. we are going to mm-hmm. fall to what we really, really mm-hmm. believe. Yeah. Now, here's what happens, brother. If we, if we don't get this thing and stop yeah. it from sliding down the mm-hmm. hill, you ever see it? Well, you know what the snowball yeah, effect yeah. is. You let a little snowball at the top of the hill, and by the time it gets to the bottom, it's so huge, nobody mm-hmm. can stop it. That happens in our mind. That happens in our yes. emotions. Is This emotion starts building and building and building. And that's what happened mm-hmm. to me. So, you know, going through two major depressions 20 years yeah, apart, yeah. last one was seven years ago, is I allowed these things to build, uh, to snowball in my mind without correcting yeah. them. I didn't take them thoughts captive. I didn't bring them into yes, submission. Yes. I let them mm-hmm. grow and I let them grow and I let mm-hmm. them grow. And after a while, they literally take on a life of yes, their own. Yeah. And it becomes so powerful. I'm just going to be honest. I'm going to be very vulnerable. Mm-hmm. I got to the point where I believed God was laughing wow. at me. And that's why I wanted mm-hmm. to die. Mm-hmm. I totally believed God created the earth. I totally believed that he could do anything he mm-hmm. wanted to do. I totally believe he was the supreme, supreme mm-hmm. power and the total authority. Mm-hmm. Because my father left when I was four mm-hmm. years old, I dealt with a lot of abandonment and a lot of yeah. rejection. And I would tell people all my life, I was abandoned. I was rejected. Well, guess how I mm-hmm. lived my life? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I lived like I was abandoned yeah. rejected. I allowed this thought process to become so strong in my mind at 53, 53 years old, I decided that God was laughing at me, that he was rejecting mm. me. I knew he yeah. could if he yeah. wanted to. I just believe he didn't yeah. want to. How did I get from, you know, growing up in a Christian home all my life, going on six mission trips to mm-hmm. Brazil, seeing signs and wonders and amazing things happening, started my own ministry, started three businesses, how did all that happen? And I still wanted mm. to die. It's because I didn't yeah. stop. So I call it the simple five steps. Stop. What are you thinking? Why are you thinking mm-hmm. that? 
Is it true? What's the truth? Mm-hmm. So when you stop and you say to yourself, Ray, what are you mm-hmm. thinking? So I have 40 thoughts yeah. a minute, and that's about 70,000 thoughts yeah. a day. Yeah. <laughs> Interestingly enough, 50% of my thoughts today are the same thoughts I was struggling with wow. yesterday. I don't ever stop and mm-hmm. say, Ray, what are you yeah. thinking? So you ever get stuck in the mud or in the snow with mm-hmm. your car? <laughs> What's the first thing you do? You step yeah. on the gas. You spin mm-hmm. the wheels. And if that doesn't work, you reverse. put it in reverse. <laughs> and you step on the gas. And you spin yeah. your wheels. What do we do when we get stuck mentally, emotionally? Mm-hmm. We step mm-hmm. on the gas. We try to outthink what mm-hmm. we're thinking. We're just trying to think a way around what we're thinking and what you know what we've what we perceive as a roadblock. Yeah. We try to think of all the ways to get mm-hmm. around it instead of trying to instead of saying mm-hmm. stop, right? What are you mm-hmm. thinking? Now here's the critical part. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why are you yeah. thinking that? If I never unpack why, why, mm-hmm. why, I cannot yeah. fix it. I will try to get a workaround mm-hmm. and I will sit there and spin my wheels trying to work around yeah. this thing. Yeah. And and now here's the problem. Sometimes I'm very creative and I get mm-hmm. around it. The problem is when I come full circle, the problem still is still there. there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. It's still there. Guess what? Here yeah. I come a day, a week, a month, a year later. And mm-hmm. there it is. We never worked yeah. around it. It just, bam, I slam right into it again. <laughs> so I call it hitting mm-hmm. the wall. You ever see these people come and they, they hit this wall, whatever it is in life, that obstacle or that thing that's not working well yeah, for them, yeah. and we call it hitting mm-hmm. the wall. And what do most of the time we do is we fall yeah. down and we regress. We fall, we slide yeah, backwards. Yep. We get up an hour, a day, a minute, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. a year later, we come charging full speed ahead. We hit the, mm-hmm, the same wall. Same mm-hmm. wall. We do what? Yeah. Fall down, go back. Whatever it is, hours, days, weeks, months, we go flying forward, slam into yeah. the mm-hmm. same wall <laughs> <laughs> over and over. Why do we hit the same wall? Because when we hit the wall, it's mm-hmm. painful. It, it, it's, it's overwhelming. Yeah. It's excruciating physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Mm-hmm. The problem is when you hit the wall and fall back, you can't just stand up and say, okay, I want to go back to where I stopped. No. You got to regain all the ground you yeah. lost. You literally got to climb back up to that wall. And it takes that time to, for you to regain that. You don't just stand up and say, oh, I'm going back mm-hmm. there. No, you got to walk back yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Now, there, there's no reward on this side of the mm-hmm. wall. You consumed all your rewards on this side of the wall. The reward you're looking for is on the other side yeah. of the wall. Yeah. Now you can't go around the wall mm-hmm. to get the reward. You have to go through yes. the wall. Because if you go around the wall, you're taking another mm-hmm. path. And that path doesn't lead you to that reward that's on the yeah. other side. God has a specific reward on the yes. other side. You have to break through to get that reward God has mm-hmm. for you. Now, if you work around it, you'll get a different yeah. reward, but not the one that was yes. intended for you. We don't like that because it is painful. It is emotionally, physically, mentally, 
painful mm. to go through yeah, that wall. Yeah. But there's no reward on this side yeah. of the wall. And again, when we fall back, we have to regain all of the things that mm. we lost. And so it's, we have to stop and say, what am I mm -hmm. thinking? Why am I thinking that? Because what is the number one thing that the wall is mm. made of? It's probably the only thing the wall is made of. Mm. It's yeah. emotions. It is 100% our belief of what we think is real. it is. Mm -hmm. Because when we start to unpack what that wall is, it's something that we think that mm -hmm. it is. It's an emotional, it's a yes. belief. So one of the things is I want to grow my business. Well, what do I need to do? I need to make more phone calls, knock on more doors, and go and see mm -hmm. more people. Well, I don't like knocking on doors and making phone calls. <laughs> Why not? Because I don't want to be rejected. Yeah, yeah. Well, guess what? I got to break through that yeah. wall of feeling rejected, mm -hmm. getting a hundred no's to get one yes to make $10. Yeah. yeah. So I can make my, take my next $10 and I can do something more to get a hundred more no's to get my next $10. Yeah. Now, if I'm not going to take a hundred no's to make $10, how am I going to make a hundred thousand dollars? It's an emotional struggle mm -hmm. that is that wall. So I'm married uh, 36 mm -hmm. years to the same amazing woman. Congratulations. So thank you. <laughs> so I want to improve my relationship with yeah. my wife. And my wife does things that mm -hmm. I don't like, and I do things yeah. she don't like. But to improve my relationship is I have to be willing to let go and change my mm -hmm. mind about that thing that she does mm -hmm. instead of trying to correct yeah. her. yeah. And telling her she has to change. That's hitting yeah. the wall. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> she's yeah. not going to change. Now, guess what? If I'm going to get stuck at that wall because of what she's doing, that's as far as my relationship is going to go. That's true. We're stuck on this mm -hmm. side of the wall. If we want to improve that relationship, I got to let it go, break through my insecurities, um, whatever it is that's causing me to get stopped at yes. that point. I have to be willing to let that yeah. go. So let's, let's look at our spiritual is when we want a closer relationship spiritually with God, what's the wall that's stopping mm -hmm. us? Most people are going to say Satan yeah. is the mm -hmm. devil. Um, no, yeah. it's not. It's not the devil. It's my mm -hmm. emotions. It's my unwillingness to do what I should be doing because I'm seeking yeah. pleasure. Yeah. Wow. You've said so much um, in that conversation. You talked about the thoughts and how you mishandled your thoughts and how they grew. And uh, you reminded me of uh, Jesus' ministry. When he came out of the wilderness, one of the first things as he began to teach and expound about the um, the who he was, the blessed are the peacemakers, and he goes through this whole um, uh, lengthy sermon, as they say, the Sermon on the Mount. And he began to expound and open things. One of the very first things as he looked down in the book of Matthews that he starts to talk about is thoughts. He says, take no thought saying. And so I've talked to people about the power of the thought. He says, take no thought saying. What does that mean? That talks about us accepting the thought. Once we accept the thought, it becomes ours. We own it now. 
if we once we take ownership of that thought when it comes, because he says, take no thought saying, don't say within yourself. Because the reason why I say that is the woman with the issue of blood, she said within herself, if I would touch his garment, I'm going to get healed. So she said within herself, she took the thought, someone came, gave her that information. The Bible calls that faith. This is what the process is. The woman, the messenger comes, tells her about, hey, there's this guy, Jesus healing. She said within herself, if I can touch his garment, I'm good. And so she took that thought. And so as you did, you take those thoughts and when you're in, you, um, you did not, you, you weren't, uh, being a good steward, as you said, to handle it, to deal with it. It grew and grew and grew. And those are the monsters or, or that we allow to, to, to take ownership of us, uh, by this thought becoming so massive that you, we don't even see, uh, we are constantly, as you said, Ray, we try to look around the wall, but, your job is not to look around the world. You can't really see around there. Your responsibility is to go straight through it. Um, just like you created, yes. you were the I one that created that thing. Uh, so now it's your responsibility yes. to take care of that thing. And how a lot of us look at society for the answers. We look at uh, the teachers. We look all over the place. And we have to learn and realize that it is your responsibility, Jesus says, um, you know, to handle your salvation, to, to, to deal with yourself, get, get yourself together. And so as you began to deal with those things, Ray, and, and, um, uh, uh, overcome them, what were some of those walls that stood there from me for you to prevent you for what were some of them? Because we have lots of names. I know you mentioned one of them. Um, <laughs> the, uh, that wall of yeah. depression, uh, is walls of anxiety. Uh, uh, these, all these different walls that people create because they allow their thoughts to magnify something that was a small seed that they had the authority to, mm, to, on. um, not water that seed because we water that th seed by paying attention to it. And as we, water that seed it grew wow. and yeah. so talk to us about some of those those entities that you had to face besides the depression what other uh entities that accompany that depression so i'm glad you you asked it that way because every fruit has yes. a root and you can't change the fruit until you change mm -hmm. the root. So if you don't get to the root of what you're facing today, which is, where is mm -hmm. the root? It's in your yeah. childhood. <laughs> so as, let me just unpack this yeah. a little bit in, in, in the um, how the brain works a little bit. It's really critical to understand this. And um, so let me just back it up even further. If you look in Genesis chapter 2, it says God created man and woman and at the end of the chapter two, he says they were naked and not ashamed. Mm -hmm. Now, the word ashamed is a very powerful emotional mm -hmm. word. And in the next chapter three, he says God was walking in the garden. He said, Adam, where are you? And God, Adam said, I heard you. And I was what? Afraid. Afraid. 
Again, another power for emotional word. Now, in chapter two, Adam didn't have emotions. Mm -hmm. He had no emotion. He had mm -hmm. no shame. He wasn't driven mm -hmm. by emotions. So now, since the fall, we are now driven mm -hmm. by emotions. And fear being one yes. of the bigger ones. So fear and rejection and abandonment, which all could really lead down to fear. When we're abandoned, rejected, yeah. we're afraid. So what are the... the um, the driving forces that really got me into where I went, where I was in my struggle was my father leaving when I was four mm -hmm. years old. <clears throat> so when, when from the time of conception to 10 years old, your brain is what you call an hyper neuroplasticity, yeah. just simply meaning your brain is taking in huge amounts of information mm -hmm. at one time and just categorizing it in there. <clears throat> but your brain's not able, you are not able to say, oh, that doesn't sound right. Maybe we should think it mm -hmm. this way. No, your brain just sucks it in. Oh, that's what it means. Now, as we're older, our brain's not taking in, it doesn't have the ability to take in as much information. And we're able to categorize it a little better. So back mm -hmm. as a child, I'm taking in all this information. This is what this means. And this is what that is. And if I never go back and change the mm -hmm. meaning of yeah. what happened yeah. in my yeah. core, conception yeah. to 10, yeah. guess what? My brain is literally doing a research on my yes. whole life every moment of the day to determine what's going to happen in the next mm -hmm. moment based 100% yeah. on what? What believe. I believe happened mm -hmm. in the past. And it happens in a nanosecond. Yeah. So my subconscious brain perceives this is what's happening. I believe this is what's going to happen. It runs through my emotional calculator and it says, how do I feel mm -hmm. right now? How do I feel about that person? How do I feel about what I think is about mm -hmm. to happen? Calculates all that together with my past beliefs in a nanosecond, releases neurochemicals into mm -hmm. my body yep. and into yep. my brain. Cortisol and adrenaline mm -hmm. are the bad guys. Cortisol takes my cognitive thinking mm -hmm. processing and greatly diminishes it mm -hmm. to what we call the stress yes. response. But the problem is my creative thinking ability has been greatly yes. diminished. My brain went from processing 720 bits of data to low as mm -hmm. 20 in a yeah. nanosecond. Yeah. So now I am responding yeah. how? To yes. be safe. Mm -hmm. So now here, let me I'm kind of built in this scenario to what happens where I got where mm -hmm. I got to. My father leaves when I'm four years old. I tell people all my life I'm abandoned. Mm -hmm. I'm rejected. How do I live yeah. my life? I live my life like I'm abandoned mm -hmm. and rejected. Every boss, every authority figure, every pastor, every leader that I ever come in contact with, I believe that they were going to mm -hmm. reject me. So I'm starting to build these scenarios in my head as soon as I meet somebody unknowingly. Yeah subconsciously, they're going to mm -hmm. reject me. So I literally built scenarios to make sure that what I believe comes mm. to pass. Self-fulfilling yep. prophecy. Yeah. And, and you know, guess yeah. what happened? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. happened every single time. So what was the driving, uh, the dominating belief behind mm -hmm. all that is I had the fear that I was going to be yeah. rejected. And that's how I lived. Now, if I never took the time to stop, what am I thinking? Why am I thinking that? Is it true? What's the truth? When I meet yeah. somebody is I never did that. And therefore, 
I would set these scenarios up and I continue to fail at what mm-hmm. in life. Now, just yesterday, ironically, I met the president of a bank that has uh, banks in 250 banks in mm-hmm. five states. And I'm talking to this guy like like he's just an, another yeah, yeah. person. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, he yeah, is just another exactly. person. Ten years ago, I would have not even yeah. talked to him. I would have never felt like I was worthy to talk to somebody wow. like that. And I shared with them a community action program that I'm putting mm-hmm. together is how to help disadvantaged communities understand emotions yes. and 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 receive this. But and I'm talking to him and I'm like, wow, that was amazing. Ten years ago, I wouldn't have never been talking to at him all. at yeah. all. Let him let alone sharing an idea that I'm still formulating. Yeah. You know, so I, I didn't you know, how this whole idea is not completely worked out. And I, and I thought about it afterward. I'm like, mm-hmm. wow, right? You are really transformed because of you changed how you think. Yeah, that's powerful stuff. And realizing that I am just as mm-hmm. worthy as all them other yeah, people. Powerful stuff. And I told my wife this morning, I said, they're just another person. He has the exact same struggles yes. I have just because he makes mm-hmm. more money and he's the president of 250 mm-hmm. banks. He's just yeah. like me. <laughs> that is, that's absolutely like great so, stuff. I love those stories because it encapsulates so much. Uh, we talk about self-fulfilling prophecy. And when you said that, I remember the story of Job. Job said, the thing that I have feared has come upon me. So what did he fear? If you read the story of Job, it's really fascinating. He feared that his kids would die. He feared he would lose his money, uh, his business. And all of that stuff. And he called it on himself. And so he said it. I didn't say it. I'm just reporting to you what he said. He said, the thing that I have feared has come upon me. So he brought that scenario on to himself. And God helped him, guided him how to come out. But when he came out of it, Ray, he came out richer than when he when when with uh, with what happened to him. So he changed his mindset. If you see the conversation yes. between God and him and uh, Job and his friends and all those things, it was a conversation about the mindset that God had to make himself. He says, "Do you do you were you around when I designed the earth? Were you?" And so God began to talk to him <laughs> and. He began to change his mindset. And once he changed his mindset, Job got richer than when he first started. He got his kids, got everything back. And so as you were talking about, and I see it and hear it in your stories about this emotion, and you look at society today, is all the hatred, all of the other things that are happening today, um, the the madness that is upon the earth. I was just reading a, an article about the um, uh, the people are watched a young woman being raped on a subway station, and all they did was film it. And so that speaks oh a lot to the society right. that we have today. They are emotionally um spent and uh, uh, yeah. we yeah. because we are more emotional that we are learning we, we are expressing our emotion in in forms that are detrimental to society 
but detrimental to ourselves because yeah. the scripture yeah. says the principle is to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy might, and with all thy strength, and to love the uh, your neighbor as you love yourself. So it, I am looking in, yeah. at a world that is not in love with themselves, and because they are yeah. in such an emotional state, Ray, and they cannot Turmoil. seem to uh, do what you have done. And so I'm so glad that you can then speak to these voices out there. Now, your voice is perfect for our situation today. Uh, you came through the emotional piece of it. And that uh, is, if you listen to your story, that was where you were caught up. And you were able to understand the value of confronting those uh, emotions that were placed and left when we were children, and most of them were deposited into us at that time. And so uh, I am so yeah. glad that oh, you yeah. have, you're here on the earth for such a time like this, because uh, it is necessary Amen. Amen. for what you have gone through. And so now you have, you've gone through all of these parts. You're talking about the blessing and the transforming of the human spirit. And so you have all these classes and stuff like that now. So I am so honored to have you, Ray, honestly, because like I said, your story and what you have spoken to, the emotional piece, I see the world is in need of a teacher and a coach like someone like yourself. So really thank you for uh, what you are doing. Um, at this time. Thank, Thank you. you, man. Thank you. Let me just unpack a little bit why the, the father's blessing is so, so critical. Mm -hmm. Is when a child's growing up, again, remember the brain is in hyper neuroplasticity. Again, simply meaning it's just sucking in tons of information and is not able to sort it out to this is good, this is bad, I shouldn't think this. Mm -hmm. It just, this is what it is. Yeah. So, as a father's blessing is how many adults do you know that we call, they say we are dealing with daddy issues. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So if, if you look at the statistics of teen pregnancy, high school dropout, incarcerations, crime and drugs and all that, it's, it's staggering how many of them have absent and abusive fathers. Mm -hmm. So mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, these people are struggling because that father wasn't there, or if he was physically there, he wasn't there emotionally. Mm -hmm. And so, and we have seen, and this is just absolutely amazing, that when we share this blessing, because we start at conception and say, you're, 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 I bless the time of your conception, you're not a mistake, you're not an accident, mm -hmm. you love, you're wanted. Yeah. We go through the first and second and third trimesters, same thing. We work through them, birth, infant, toddler, youth, all the way through adult. And what we're doing is it says you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. Mm -hmm. That would also mean if you're not free, you don't have the truth. Yes. So if life if, if um, life and death is in the tongue, mm -hmm. it's the words you speak yes. and don't speak that create death. Yes. But guess what? The words you do speak create life. Yes. So this Father's blessing, as we speak that, and as people read that, it, it, what is it doing? 
it's permanent it's, it's penetrating to the lie mm-hmm. and breaking that lie that that person received in yeah, their heart yeah is they're not feeling they're not worthy they're not loved they're not yeah. wanted and as a personal transformation coach i do some uh i do some very in-depth intense mm-hmm. sessions where we typically do four to eight hour mm-hmm. sessions or we'll if we're doing a couple we really try to do a three day where we do three days, eight to 10 hour mm-hmm. sessions, three days yeah, in a yeah. row. And the thing that moves the needle more than anything is when I share that father's blessing with wow. them. Because what is it doing? It's going back to the mm-hmm. core and it's correcting who do they think they mm-hmm. are in the eyes yeah. of their father. And people say, well, why is the father so important? It's because that's how you project to the heavenly yeah. father. That is awesome. What you project on your earthly father is how you project seeing your, your heavenly yeah. father. And that's yeah. what I did. Oh, wow. Uh, Rhea, thank you for coming. Um, and I'm going to, my responsibility, as always, I tell uh, my guests, is that we send our, um, our listeners to you. We are the conduit between you and them. And we send them to you for your classes, your training, your workshop, the seminars, all of the things that you do. So those that are listening and heard that they would respond to you for Jesus says, those who have ears, let them hear. And he was talking to thousands of people who had some ears on them. So um, he was talking about something else. And so as people are listening to us, those that have ears and heard uh, Ray's story and know that one once they step forward that they would be um, given that freedom because he talks about the truth shall set you free and you recognize that your life is lacking the truth and that as you begin to read his books I tell uh, I always say to people that when you sit down with an author's book is that you're also having a private time with them personal time where mm-hmm. you're having no interruptions. There's not, he is not, or she's not focused on other people trying to sign the book. He's sitting down with you. There's no one around with you. He or she's sitting down with you in your comfort zone and having this wonderful conversation and sharing wisdom and enlightenment. And so I encourage you guys to get to Ray, buy those books get into his work uh, uh, shops so that you can learn and become free. Ray, again, I want to thank you for coming to Threads of Enlightenment, and I appreciate your ministry. I appreciate your service that you are now doing on this planet at this time. Thank you. It's a pleasure and an honor, and, yeah, I want to be for the world. What the world was not for me when I needed them the most. Awesome. Thank you so much, sir. You're welcome. It's good to be here. Everyone who's listening to this podcast, we hope to continually help you to learn how to embrace moments of darkness because it is in the darkness that we learn how to develop and use our abilities to truly see those parts of ourselves often invisible to us in the light. It becomes your responsibility to navigate through all of your trials to find out 
who you truly are and begin your journey to loving yourself, which is possibly one of the most difficult things you will ever do in your life. To love yourself and to find the real you. But always remember to enjoy the journey. Thank you for coming by. Please subscribe. And if you can support us financially, we deeply appreciate it. You can do this by hitting the heart button. Until next time, invite your family, friends, neighbors, anyone that you can. You can hear us on Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Overcast, and many more. Everyone who's listening to this podcast, we hope to continually help you to learn how to embrace moments of darkness because it is in the darkness that we learn how to develop and use our abilities to truly see those parts of ourselves often invisible to us in the light. It becomes your responsibility to navigate through all of your trials to find out who you truly are and begin your journey to loving yourself, which is possibly one of the most difficult things you will ever do in your life. To love yourself and to find the real you, but always remember to enjoy the journey. Thank you for coming by. Please subscribe. And if you can support us financially, we deeply appreciate it. Until next time, invite your family, friends, neighbors, anyone that you can. You can hear us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Overcast, and many more.